The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power, power. G'day everyone and welcome to the Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast, live on Port Fan Radio. I am Macca19 and joining us as always is the Rickster. How are you, mate? G'day everybody, I'm great. What about you? Top of the world, buddy. What a weekend of footy. Yeah. A week of footy, lost, Even say. better. Even better, mate. Even better. <laughs> I would have been okay with them winning, because it would have knocked Collingwood back a little bit, but it doesn't matter. Mm. Win-win situation. It's a win-win. Even though, at the moment, I think Collingwood would be a nice finals opponent. Opponent, They'd be a bit ripe for the picking. Yeah. They'll get all their players back at the right time, I think, though. So, yeah, I don't know. They'll, they'll be tough, but... I don't know. The way we're playing, we can beat anybody. Ah, oh, mate, bring it on. All comers, bring it on. Bring it on. That's it. Now, let's get into our love and hate. One thing we loved and hated about the footy on the weekend. What was your hate this week, buddy? Oh, it's hard to have a hate, Macca, but <coughs> I don't know. That second quarter of uh, and first quarter of umpiring was uh, infuriating. And you know, like I was, I was down the um, the northern end, yeah. And you know, there was the the Rewalt goal from the Cleary push, um, <coughs> and I was quite, I was actually side on to that that one because um, I was in the uh, in the old Nova deck, the Pirate Life bar. Hey, yep. stop it, stupid mutt! And uh, he's bar- she's barking at someone on the TV. Stop. Oh, jeez, fire up! And anyway, um, when you're right side on, you can see it was a blat- it was a blatant push. And um, she doesn't like Lyndon Dunn. I can understand that he's pretty scary. Mm. And um, and but what that did was it allowed the umpire or the players to continue pushing. And then we saw it in the second quarter with that free it's port for being pushed into a Richmond player, and uh, it really kept them in the game. I thought, and yeah. uh, it can't be that hard to miss or reward those blatant free kicks. I mean, I get the I get the joint ones where, you know, we all buy supporters call holding the ball and it's a little bit iffy and that sort of stuff. But um, there was some blatant, blatant um, frees that was so obvious that surely they weren't out of position, they couldn't see it. And that was my bloody hate. Fair enough. I almost had the umpiring as my love this week. Really? Yeah. Why? Because they were that bad for that sort of 10, 15-minute patch there that it absolutely riled the crowd up and I reckon it made us focus a bit more and it sort of spurred us on a bit extra, I reckon. I reckon it, uh, whilst those sort of two or three decisions were absolutely horrifically bad, I think it uh, it was for the best. Well, it led us to have a shit third quarter, though, Macca. So, well, I wouldn't say shit. It was an average. It was we. I'd say I thought Richmond won the third quarter. We didn't play as well as we could have, and um, but uh, Look, at the end of the day, I think we had double the free kicks they did. So, yeah, but they umpiring couldn't have been like, that bad. Most of the frees were there. Is the is the non calls that that were blatant? I mean, that rate Rewalt dropping the ball or Ham just throwing it to someone. You know, in front of goals, led to a goal. Then you got the Dustin and Martin push 
that pushed in the re- rewalt free kick, another free charity goal. You know, yeah, you got the one in the first quarter, Clory push. Um, you know, they, there's three goals right there. They yeah. really just oh, kept I, I do game. agree. I agree. I agree. My hate this week is uh, Charlie Dixon's kicking a goal, which uh, is <laughs> absolutely an issue because it's horrific. You know, he's That's having a very good year. It was poor. It was very. It's ru- it is ruining a good year for Charlie. It is absolutely. It is. He's having an excellent year. There's no doubt about that. But he's just got to finish off his good work because you can't afford to miss those absolute gimmies every single week. And you know, it's deflating for the supporters. It's probably deflating for the coaches and the the players out there as well. And you know, his bad kicking cost us a final in the past, and it nearly cost us the Carlton game a few weeks back. And you know, really put us under some undue. Um, pressure in this game as well and you know it's the only fault in his game at the moment the rest of it is spot on you know he's leading hard he's taking great marks he's commanding the ball uh, he's kicking miraculous goals from the boundary but he's missing the absolute gimmies 10 metres out in front every single week and it is really frustrating yeah I mean that should have been something that would have been coached into him by now I guess the question is is he still coachable for that to change. I mean, he's 30. Um, but, you know, his second easy miss resulted in the Richmond comeback. You yep. know, like we, we could have been five goals up in the first quarter. Instead, you know, we're 27 or 28 points, whatever it is, and then they run it down and it created a run-on from them. And, um, look, the first four rounds, Charlie and the whole team were impeccable with their set shot kicking. And... There has been a downward trend as the season's gone on, which is very similar for Port from yesteryear, where our goal kicking has deteriorated. Yeah, and we've reverted does, back to the mean. Game. Yeah, hey, we've reverted back to the mean with our goal kicking. Yeah, but and it's going to cost us a game, and it cost us the 2014 preliminary final, and we've had issues all the way since back then. Yep, absolutely. Dylan reckons uh, he's finally sticking the marks. He's got to finish it. He also reckons uh, John Butcher would have kicked them. No doubt. Oh, of course, John. Butcher would have nailed it. it. Nailed it. What was your love this week? Lots of love. Um, I love that we're on top of the ladder. (laughs) I love that our prime midfield movers all stood up in the big game. But I guess it's just the fact that we, you know, stood up under pressure and actually delivered on the big stage at home and rewarded the supporters in a big game, which have been few and far between in previous seasons. So um, that's my love. Yep, I think that's fair. Mine's on a similar path. It's um, the way we hunted the footy and attacked the body, I thought was just first class. And you know, we just went full on 100% at every contest, which was brilliant. And it's just a pity that we don't or can't do that more often, really. But um, you know, in a red-hot game, we smashed them physically, dominated the play and, and won an excellent contest. And... You look at some of the stats and, you know, we were plus 80 in disposals, plus 43 in contested uh, possessions, plus 18 in clearances despite losing the hitouts, and plus 31 in inside 50. So we just dominated the play, which was yeah. great. Yeah. Did you like the two rucks? Loved the two rucks, mate. Loved it. Yeah. It's going to be tough for Westy now. It is. Let's get on to our review. It was round 11 and Port played Richmond at Adelaide Oval on Saturday afternoon and came away with one of its best wins uh, of the last few years, really. Um, It was a four-goal unbeaten run to start the match, which was the catalyst of the 21-point victory, 
We won 13, 15 to 11 goals, 6. Robbie Gray kicked 3 goals. Uh, whilst the two tolls, Peter Laddams and Charlie Dixon, kicked 2 goals each. How did you see the game, buddy? I, I saw the game very well, thank you. I thought it was That's a right. great game. It was, um, even though I'm not a big fan of the Novatech, I must admit. I don't think I'll uh, get tickets there next year. It's a bit of a, a wind tunnel in that room. Oh, I reckon yeah. the... Uh, I reckon the lounge is better. But yep. um, look, we came out firing, which is what we really needed in this game. The last thing we wanted was to be down and, and have negative momentum. And and the boys really arrested that from the get-go. And we just dominated momentum. We dominated the ball. Um, the ball users were um, amazing. And as you pointed out, Macca, which was consistent for pretty much the whole game, our attack on the body was just immense. Um, yeah. We were We were strong. Uh, and really pressured the opposition. And, um, you know, and to Richmond's credit, they, even though I think they got gifted momentum back into the game, they took it and they got themselves back into the game. And uh, and so every time we surged, um, they retaliated to that surge. And it was a, a gripping contest. I, as I pointed out in the love, you know, I was glad to see uh, all our prime key marquee midfielders in Rockcliffe, Wines, Boak, all stand up and really drive the midfield in a game. And I don't know if it's been the you know the time on ground rotation on previous weeks where the, the coaches sort of did that strategically to have those players allocated for this game. But, you know, I don't I can't remember the last game where all three were so influential at the same simultaneously. And um, you know, and that was probably hasn't really, happened. Really, I don't. Yeah, I can't think of a game where it has happened, to be honest. So, um, you know, which I, it's a, it's a great. That's what they were all. You know, that's what Rockcliffe was recruited for. That's what we've been looking for wines for the last couple of years. And uh, you know, and since Boat's, you know, amazingly been played back as as a midfielder, um, that's what happened. But we we had a nice run and carry. Uh, and look, I thought the rucks, the rucks did a great job. You know, you could see Lysa went in the centre, went off the ground. You know, we used Laddams up forward. He kicked an awesome goal. Yeah, his set shots up goal kicking is actually pretty strong, Macca. It is, yep. And, uh, yeah, and then that last quarter was just immense. Richmond, we just broke them. They're very similar to uh, the Bulldogs in the third quarter. We just squashed them with momentum. They had no opportunity to get the ball out of our forward 50. And uh, it just shows that the previous few years, you could see that we were obviously building the game plan, but for whatever reason, we just didn't have the finishing touches to execute it and go deep into finals. Whereas for some reason, it's all clicked this year. Yep. Is it the courage of having just some new players that follow instructions better? Is it just a coaching group a little bit who uh, deliver a stronger message to the respective zones? Uh, who knows? But, um, you know, I, Ken has shown in his history that surrounded by the right assistant coaches, he can be uh, a good AFL coach. And obviously he's got the right coaching mix around him again, uh, where the message is definitely getting across to the players that there are some obviously some core non-negotiables in attacking the ball and the body fairly. Um, that has to be shown uh, to keep the spot in the side. And they're doing a great job. And for me, really, the only... I thought McKenzie had a bit of a shocker at the start, but he came... He worked his way into the game. And I guess, yeah, the you know, Hartlett probably had his first off game for the season. 
he, he was in the right positions, but his ball use and decision-making was pretty poor. Yeah. And I thought Lena had a shocker. So, Fair And they're really the only blemishes that I, I saw in the game. And I thought <laughs> I think a lot of people are being a bit unfair on Sutcliffe. I thought Sutcliffe did his role. So Connor Rosie was uh, a late exclusion out uh, with his uh, with his heel injury, and uh, you know we uh, I was watching from the uh, from the television. I was unlucky not to get the tickets this time, but uh, watched it at home with the boys. And um, yeah, you could you could see in the background. Oh, is that Jared Liner? Who's that bold guy at the mm. back there? I don't think it looks like Liner. Oh, is it Cam Sutcliffe? <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and mm. then, then uh, David King on the TV goes, "Oh, Connor Rosie uh, laid out." Cam Sutcliffe comes in for his hundred and eleventh go. You just thought, "Oh, great, great." I wonder what Rick's thinking right now. What were you thinking <laughs> at that moment, mate? Oh, I was like, "Bloody hell!" Like, really? <laughs> you know, I thought he, I thought he played well though. I thought he played really. I well. I thought he did, and I get it. You know, we are running a few younger players in the side. You know, we've we've got Dersma who's but playing fantastically well, purple patch of form. You know, you've got Woodcock, you've got, um, you know, I'm not going to rattle more. Georgiades, you know I mean. Butters. <laughs> Laddams, Dersma, yeah. you know, all of them, right? You, you can't load the team, especially when you're doing so well, with too many young kids because uh, even though they're enthusiastic, I just think that it could compromise the overall performance. So I can see why the wiser head of Sutcliffe was selected. And, look, he used his body. He he tackled. His defensive pressure seemed adequate to me. And he was uh, he, uh, he had a few goal assists. You know, I, I can't have a problem. And I think a lot of us were maybe confusing his performance with Lena, uh, where Lena probably had a, his stinker. Yeah. And, um, well, look, he yeah, had 11 but... touches. I think he had six score involvements from those 11 touches, <coughs> which, uh, which is pretty decent. Uh, for anybody, really. Um, and look, I, the thing that I really liked about his game was the fact that he was able to hold the ball in the area. Like, his defensive pressure was really, really good. Um, and if he wasn't taking marks, he was sort of bringing it to ground and it was bringing a couple of the other guys into the game as well. So, uh, for someone who's not really a specialist forward, for him to play out forward for the whole game, I thought he did pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. And... So I think, yeah, sometimes we get that stigma of, oh, man, really, that guy again? We just need to assess the game on its merits, though. Once the ball's bounced, you know, get the get that prejudice aside and uh, and just see objectively what, what he does. So, um, yep. yeah. So, But, I mean, look, there was no... I mean, I noticed some people were mentioning that Dersma looks a bit flat. Um, you know, Carrot Farrell's maybe in a bit of a flat spot, too, but... Look, other people are standing up and getting more ball. Everyone can get a mass volume of ball. You yeah. know, we know that. Hit football's always littered with, you know, being stuck in the forward pocket and getting minimal Not ball, every so. player is going to dominate. You know, some, some are going to have down no. games, some are going to be tagged out of it, or their opponent's going to do a better job on them. And, you know, that's the good thing about our side at the moment is that other players are standing up, um, which yeah. we haven't had in recent years. And when it's their time to stand up, they stand up. So... Yeah, I think, yeah, so I don't know, you, you just can't have one, even though I, I, I wouldn't be uh, disappointed if I guess Lena dropped out after that performance, but I think, you know, the Farrells, the Dersmers and all that, they've done enough throughout this season already to justify, you know, having the odd quiet game where the other team team members are stepping up to the plate. 
Yeah. Well, I would assume Mays will come back in for Leanet um, next week. I but, I mean, what, what we did do well is pressure, right? And the fact, yeah. the most important part was, like, you know, we, and we used the outside of golfing, we used the ball really well. And that was the key to the win, really, because, as we know, Richmond sweat on the turnover. And and you can see it. When, when they were able to get the ball from our forward half, um, because of our decision making or or our kicking efficiency, whatever, you know their ball movement out of that situation is amazing. They are so clean and they're they're cleaner than us. And they scored right every time they got it forward. They scored just about. Yeah, yeah they had seventeen they just... scoring uh, scoring shots from about twenty three inside fifties, which is correct insane um, efficiency going forward. Yeah, they they know, and you could just see it. They. Like looking at the game, you can just you literally just watch it. You can see their ball usage out of the stoppage when they collect it is second to none. It's still it's the best in the competition and it's better than ours, right? Mm. But they're uh, but what we did do, we did have more ball, which and we used the ball well and we delivered the ball well, which meant they weren't able to get the the volume of turnovers that they need to generate the score that they needed to beat us. And really, that that was ultimately the key to our success, as far as what I'm concerned. Yeah. Now, Ollie Wines, who uh, you know, he's had an okay year. He's been a little bit up and down, uh, but he had one of his career best games for sure on the weekend. He had uh, 28 touches, 11 tackles, 10 clearances, 22 contested uh, possessions, seven inside 50s, and a goal. It's been a very long time since he's had stats like that. Yeah, it's amazing. Huge game, and it wasn't just big stats um, on the on the stat sheet. He had a massive influence on the game. That's the best game I've seen him play, I reckon, since 2015. Yeah, yep. huge game. And but it shows though that a confident Ollie Wines is a player that would be sorely missed from our side. For everyone that's just saying stuff, you go home or go go wherever. Yeah, you know he's he's not going to rack those numbers up every week, but you know if he gets his consistency back, he's a very valuable commodity for the side. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Travis spoke. He also had another very very big game: thirty-one touches, seven clearances, seven inside fifties, and uh, kicked it behind as well. Um, you know, in tandem with Ollie, I thought uh, you know they just did all the damage. Really, they were the two best players on the ground, and um, you know both of them dominated in the midfield. Yeah, he screwed my, screwed my multi by not kicking a goal, though, Travis. Mentioned <laughs> <laughs> Tom Rockliffe. He had 20 touches. I thought he was a little bit down in the first half, but when the, um, he was the player which really stood up, I thought, and got us really going, uh, especially in the last quarter there. He did a lot of great work, and you know, he kicked that goal from the 100-metre penalty, had 20 touches, six clearances as well, so... They just said yeah, the three a... of them. I, I can't recall. I'm not sure how many games they played together. Maybe, I don't know, maybe Have to be. Tw- 25 40? to 30 or something. Yeah. Well, Ollie's been out of the side a bit. Rocky's been out of the side a bit. So, True. Uh, yeah, maybe. Could be up to 40, but I don't. I can't rave. All played that well together. Mm. Maybe well, against probably, Melbourne in 2018. Right, is, that would be the only third one. Season? Third season, yeah. Yeah, so, so you're, you're probably right. But uh, great, like yeah. If we can get similar output of consistency from, especially in the finals, man, it will take us a long, help us take us a long way in the final series. Yep. Uh, Peter Adams uh, started the absolute bang with a ripper from the boundary. 
An absolute classic. <laughs> Whoever would have thought he'd be able to pull off a goal like that? Yeah. Um, and he was just great. 12 touches, five marks, four of them contested, 11 hitouts, kicked two goals. Um, you know, it was a marking forward, was busy through the middle when he was in there. Uh, he played an absolute rip-snorter of a game, as good as we could have ever hoped for. And, um, yeah, he <coughs> could very well have signed a uh, death warrant. You know, well, changed. we've needed someone to stand up and, and sort of do that on the side. And, uh, yeah. you know, he's a good I love his overhead marking. His, uh, his pack mark up, at mate. the north. Yeah. Wait a sec. Yeah, I've got the worst phone and the worst reception on the planet. Um, how's that? Is that any better? Much better. Uh, I love his pack marking. He looked surprised with that pack mark he took in the uh, behind Dixon. You could sort of see his face like, oh, it's stuck. But... Hey, what he does, he does the ball really well, especially his uh, shots for goal. So, yep. almost Brendan Laid-esque. It was, he's, uh, he's not that too dissimilar to Lady, really. The way he moves, he's got good. I just love the way that was just great to watch. Uh, Bobby Gray, that was his best game. For, uh, really busy, kicked three goals. Uh, almost got a fourth on the halftime siren there. Uh, 21 <laughs> touches. Um, you know, that was by far his best game for the season. Do you think his foot injury was actually affecting him during the year? Probably. It looked like he was labouring a little bit with his movement, so, but he looks a little bit uh, a little bit happier now, the way he's moving. I really liked his game. He was in everything. Um, you know, he beat his opponent. Kicked goals. We haven't seen him do that for a little while. Um, yeah, hopefully it's, uh, it's the sign of a bit of a purple patch for Robbie. Well, well, I mean, you get that sort of thing in the side. I mean, you're going to be a better team for it, right? Do you... Um, yeah, that that take on the run from Butters in the last that wasn't easy. Oh, they were, no. you know, full full pace and Butters, you know, good handball, but probably put it just a little bit too too far out in front of him. But he got it one handed and uh, yeah, clean as a whistle. So we need that Robbie Gray, I think, to uh, to take us through into the final. So uh, yeah, it's good to see that he's building building momentum. But speaking of uh, speaking of Zach Butters. He, uh, he was brilliant. Once again, 20 touches, kicked a goal, set up numerous. And as you said, that bit of play to uh, to split that pack there like a, like a knife through butter. And uh, pardon the pun. But, uh... <laughs> knife through butter. Jeez, mate. And uh, slot the handball through to Robbie for the goal to set us up for the last quarter was, uh, was brilliant. And, um, you know, he's just having a monster season. And uh, look, I, if I would have thought anybody would have had news, um, I would have thought it might have been him. But um, he's gone the absolute opposite way. He can't the rising star this year. Did he get nominated last year? He's played too many games, mate. So. Yeah, it's a shame. He deserves the. Uh, did he get nominated last year though? Yeah, he did. Yeah, I mean, yeah, out of all of them, he's the pick of the litter. But I mean, look, all of them fantastic players. But I just. He's, I think he's just a competitive beast, isn't he? Yeah. He doesn't mind physical contact. He's clean with his ball use. I mean, like you said, that that at the beginning of the first, you know, he just wanted it. He wanted that ball more than anyone else. And he, it was almost like he knew that that was an influential ball to get, and he wasn't going to let himself to be beaten. Him and Sam Powell Pepper. Their attack on the legally attack on the body this year, and their uh, you know their thirst for um, you know trying to impact um, the possession and the ball and the player and the contest second to none. 
Uh, you mentioned Sam Pepper. He was brilliant as well. As we said, the, the top three players we mentioned before, Wines, Boat, Rockleaf, had a huge impact on the game. And uh, Sammy was not far off that as well. I thought that was also one of his better games for the season. Um, he's just going in 100% all the time. And you know, he's just creating, making uh, the opposition short step a little bit. And uh, he's winning a lot of the ball at the moment as well. Yeah, and... Uh... Well, I mean, everyone was happy, or a lot of people were happy to sort of see him go. I hope, is this a better now? It's yep. sounding clearer? Yeah. I tell you, the Maybe. iPhone 11 is the biggest piece of crap that I've had so far. Um, and, uh, yeah, look, I, I, you, this is the Sam that we sort of saw in year one. And then, obviously, he had distractions and injury year two and three. And, yeah, and I guess, you know, we, the two losses we've had with, We've sort of said, hey, Schofield, what's going on? Because the midfield's been smashed. But the counter-argument to that, like, there is a distinct difference this year with our midfield um, that I I can sort of see with their endeavour, um, their clearance movement, their ball movement, and their their willingness to hit the contest, which is different under Jared Schofield from Jared last year and previous coaches before. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I probably agree with that. I think so. I think they're going in harder. I think the ball movement's a little bit cleaner. Um, it's def- we're definitely moving the ball better than what we did last year, I think, for sure. Yeah, we were making a lot of mistakes last year. I think, for the most part, a lot of them are gone, um, which is nice, which is what we want. Um, still some issues, I guess, going inside 50, but outside of that, I think we're doing okay. Uh, Boyd Woodcock, one of the young players you mentioned, um, how did you see his game? I thought he was pretty good for a second game player. I loved player. it. Loved yeah, it. I thought he was great. A lovely goal finally, which was good. He looks very composed for that for that position. You know, yeah. I like his body shape. He's not he's not skinny. Um, you know, he, he's he's a little bit of a nugget now. Um, he's a bit of a terrier. You know, a bit like Butters seems to like getting in the face a little bit. And uh, he uses the ball well, finishes reasonably well. <coughs> Excuse me. I, I think he's he's looking like he's got great potential. And I, I sort of I said on the weekend I was talking to a couple of randoms about footy and obviously, and um, I said I'm sure Boyd Woodcock in the in the grand final didn't he kick four or five goals for North Adelaide? Uh, I think he kicked three. Yep, kicked three. I, I thought he kicked multiple goals. So. You know, he as a young kid, he stood up on the pre, on the on the stage under pressure and done well. And yeah, he uh, he's delivered again. So um, yeah, I just think we've got an exciting blend at the moment. So hopefully the momentum can continue. So right. I thought even Amon had a great game. Yeah, um, he was great. Used the ball well. Great body work. Um, well, you, we could just rattle off nearly all players. So and really, yeah, like we said, the only uh, blemishes were. Uh, the umpiring in the second quarter and bloody Dixon not kicking straight, you <laughs> yeah. know. And and how do, how does it can it be fixed, Macca? That's the question. I don't know. He's just got to calm himself down. I, I guess I don't know. Well, maybe that's the problem. Maybe he needs to be a bit more direct with his goal kicking when he's dead in front, because he, as the commentator said, like he sort of leans <coughs> back on it a bit, and you know maybe that's the problem. He thinks it's going to be a gimme and uh, and he ends up shanking it but well I'm the, you know, I'm the, cl- clearly the, just in his head because he's a usually a pretty good kick for goal I was the worst 
kick in amateur football that you would ever see on the planet. So I'm the last person to be giving kicking advice, but I guess to me it looks weird. It, to me, it just looks weird. I haven't really seen it from an AFL footballer before. You know, when I think of like your Dunstalls, your Lockets, your Hodges, and all those great performers, they never seem to set up with their ball ball leg in front. You know, their kicking leg in front with the and the mm. ball right over that leg. It just seems to me like a a really weird setup. It doesn't, you know, most of them were either feet side by side or, or the kicking leg might be back and be second. Um, and it just, yeah, it just seems like a really weird setup. And, you know, it's interesting to see that people were saying, get Jay down there. Like, I mean, and then, and Shields replied on Twitter that he, you know, he's offered or something. So, you know, it's weird. You know, it's, it's an interesting discussion topic about former players willing to help, but, not being asked and you know is it ego or is it the player doesn't think it's necessary or the coaches don't want it um yeah it's quite it's an interesting discussion topic that one it is it is let's get on to some questions uh from big footy the first one from memphis uh on the topic will charlie dixon win the coleman not no. if he keeps uh, not if he keeps missing these goals correct you'll probably cost him the coleman well, he he probably should have twenty eight goals by now. I would say he's probably he should have, yeah, three or four more than what he's got, which well, would put he, him around three, about yeah, equal. Dead, wasn't it? He had three dead set, dead set, lay down his airs on Saturday, and a, and a couple of games ago he had the same well. So, but anyway, mm. hopefully he can fix it. Uh, Schultz and Fest has asked, "Where's the best parlor to get my Port Twenty Twenty Premier's tattoo done?" Uh, it's a long time since I've known that stuff, so that'd have to be you, Macca. I've got no tats, mate, so um, no idea. But uh, having you'd a quick... Lots, uh, you'd have lots of mates with taps, though. Tats, you're a bit of a hipster. Well, maybe. I don't know. Um, I would suggest, uh, given it's Port Adelaide, I'd go Black Diamond Tattoo uh, mm. down, down at the port, mate. That would, uh, that, would, uh, that would be fitting, I reckon. That's what I reckon. Uh, Sog35 has said, uh, similar to how Mark Williams used his tyre to imitate the choke, what will Ken's post-premiership move be? He's voting for uh, shotgunning a can of Coke Zero, then crushing the can on his head. Mm. I think Ken will be just nice and humble and go, I love my supporters and they've been loyal to me. That's right. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> I would. I'm, I'm definitely thinking there will be some form of Coke Zero involved. Uh, whether it's a can, I'm not sure. Maybe a bottle. Who knows? Mm, bit of a Coke Zero spray, you reckon? Maybe a two liter. Would they be risque? Would they throw a bit of um, Diet Sunkist in there? Hey, don't knock the Diet Sunkist. That that stuff's <laughs> gold. That stuff is great. <laughs> Uh, Butters made me do it. Has said uh, with Port on top of the ladder, Crow's dead last, and Brendan Archie still getting games with a sub ten possession average. Did Rick get anything else in return for selling his soul? No, I I just saw that Arch had the talent to be a fifty game player, and I'm holding out hope that Simpson will reward that view because he's getting pretty close now. Hmm. He's a great player. There was no selling of souls. It was just a talent identification that 
obviously someone with a more masterful <laughs> eye compared to Porsche can just identify. You've got lucky on that one, mate. Very lucky. <laughs> uh, Bomber Clifford has asked, uh, has Rick ever put a spreadsheet up onto a 46-inch monitor? And if so, how much was he looking at that document? Oh, mate, that's, um, that just sounds like music to my ears. <laughs> you know, just looking at an Excel spreadsheet, maybe a sales document, sales spreadsheet. That would just I could look at that for hours, just point at it and... Uh, touch screen would even be better and just flick it up and down would be amazing that's it uh elberton has asked uh, thoughts on ken getting a extension not to the end stan owls got sacked after losing a grand final yep but i don't think koshi would sack ken i think uh i think ken's 2021 would be locked in in Koshi's little mind and he'd be all happy and so so enthusiastic that Ken's going to be a 10-year coach like he promised. Oh, it'll be locked in for sure now, you would think. Yeah. Touch wood at this point. Well, are you happy to keep Ken at the expense of losing any three of our line coaches? Well, I'm not sure it's either one or the other. I think, um, I think well, all three say, would probably stay. Well, yeah, but what if it's um, <coughs> excuse me? What if it's a whole um, John Kao, John John Kao and Mark Williams scenario where one of them wants to be coach and you know Ken doesn't want to let go and you know so they go I'll go somewhere else. Is there one of the lone co- line coaches that you wouldn't want to sacrifice to keep Ken going? Probably Schofield, I would say, but. Um... Look, if we keep winning, it's not a problem. So let's just keep winning. Yeah. And then it'll sort out itself. Uh, yep. Pommy Power has asked, uh, what do you have on a bacon sandwich? Is it one tomato sauce, be, uh, two barbecue sauce, or three mayo? Oh, what the hell's with three? I'm Dutch. Definitely man. not mayo. <laughs> I'm Dutch, and I wouldn't even put mayo on bloody uh, bacon snacks. Hang on, what's going on there? It'd have to be barbecue sauce. Oh, where's the HP? Like he, he's Pommy Power, and he doesn't have HP sources as an option. That's just wrong. Yeah, HP would work, but I, I like the sweetness of the barbecue. What? So you would go HP, would you, Macca? HP or a little bit of tomato sauce? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you don't want to overpowering the wonderful taste of bacon. That's the problem. No, well that's true. Mm. Sleazy would you do? sweet chili would be uh, would be good for that one. That's just outrageous. These guys are getting crazy now. Uh, the FEK has asked, what are Cameron Sutcliffe's strengths? Well, Probably I think it's his physicality. Cooking. His teamwork, his, his Car collections, maybe. Yeah. Knitting could be up there. Maybe he's a good, maybe he's a good blackmailer. Maybe, maybe. Hairstylist. <laughs> who knows no, look, good bloke. what are his good bloke. football strengths who knows who knows so I think he's just a solid all rounder um, yeah, he's a role player he's a role like player Sam Mays why do you think we picked him up was the other question from FEK I think just for that reason just to be a role player um, yeah. he's got AFL experience uh, he's played 100 games 
you know, he's probably doesn't have too many obvious faults. Um, but yeah, look, not everyone can be a superstar. Like you need role players on your list. And, exactly. Uh, every Premiership side has had them. Richmond have a shit ton of bloody role players. Um, and then they've got some yeah. average ones like Pickett too. Yep. Uh, Bob McClifford has said on uh, the bacon sandwich, uh, lettuce and fresh tomato. The old that BLT. sounds too healthy, Bomber. The BLT. That's too healthy. See, I might put mayo on a BLT. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I'm not sure. Because now you're changing the schematics of the uh, the whole sandwich. You've gone from a, a bacon sandwich to a BLT. Completely yeah, different. It is. It's a lot more posh. But... Uh... Last couple of questions. LJC86 has asked, what hub would you like us to play finals in? Queensland. Metricon hub. Probably Adelaide, really. But, uh, yeah, Metricon would be a a close second. Yes. Indeed. And which of Woodcock's first AFL goals was better? Snicko. Snicko was a great goal. That was an excellent goal. Yep. I'd definitely go that one. Have to go that one. Yep. All right. Well, that's it for this evening. A great win. Still top of the ladder. Game clear in percentage. Happy days, mate. Happy days. You could be a cracker. You and Porsche previewing Port Geelong. Port Geelong. That's going to be another ripper. But I think we win that. That's a that seals the top two spot, surely. I'm not going to be able to contain myself if we win that one, mate. Well, the lid will, the lid will be off. Surely, as um, well as the pants. A two-day game break is a, a massive advantage. It is. It absolutely is. Yep. And but look, we, they they we, di- absolutely dismantled St Kilda on the weekend. So I didn't see it. Was St Kilda game. average? They were shit ass. Yep, but Geelong made them look that bad. So. You know, mm. they're playing they're playing pretty bloody good footy at the moment, Geelong, so it's gonna be a tough game to win. Very what do you tough reckon? game to win. What's your early prediction? Uh, probably Geelong, I, I would say. Really? Why know, why can they beat us? Uh, they're quicker. I think they've got great match winners. Um and they're in great form. So probably the same reason as why we could win, but who knows? Let's just go with Geelong. I'm loyal to Port. I think we can win. And I think it's going to seal our top two spot. That would be great. If we if we beat Geelong, <laughs> do you think we could go undefeated for the rest of the season? Definitely not. No. No? We'll, we'll lose a game. We'll lose. we got North at, Melbourne? At least one game. we got Hawthorne? Yep. we got Collingwood? Yep. we got Sydney? Yep. Won't lose that one. And who's left? Now that I've said that. Uh, don't know. That's pro- that might be it, mate. That might be it. Hawks. Hawks. You said Hawthorne. Did I? Hawks. Yeah, yeah well, I think they're all winnable games. They are. Absolutely. But imagine, I think we'll drop, that if... we'll, we will drop one. No doubt about that. Would you like us to drop one before the finals if we beat you uh, on? No, I prefer us oh. to keep winning, really. That, that's preferable. Well, just... We'll just go on our winning ways. That's it. Absolutely. Oh, mate, we might have to um, 
imagine all the we might have to have a podcast frenzy coming if we get in a final series. I mean, imagine that, Macca. Right. We've been starved. We could just do podcast day after day after day. We could. We could. I'm sure our listeners would not get bored of that at all. Nah. No. I, I heard they love your voice. Uh, seven listeners. Yep. <laughs> On that note, until next time, buddy. <coughs> Adios, amigos. Count the pair. Pair.